0: Hi there, this is Bernhard Karis and this is my Movember story, my personal cancer story from 2013. I've been cancer-free for the last four and a half years, but this tells you a bit about my weeks and months with testicular cancer and going through the different therapies. In my last podcast, I told you about my first chemo therapy session and I left the hospital after two nights and actually felt pretty okay, Um, surprisingly okay, to be honest. Yes, I couldn't go home because, you can't imagine it, but during that time we had a huge water leak in our apartment and our apartment was a complete mess and there was a lot of dirt and I needed to go to... Relatively clean and safe environment and not an environment where builders would come and dust would be and so on. So instead of going home, I checked myself into a hotel. And I was lucky to have a hotel and a good room. But then, you know, I checked myself in and shortly after... The chemotherapy really, really hit. And if I say that, people who went through that will imagine and can probably remember what it means. If you never went through that, you have no clue. Well, I was at that time in my end 40s I'm not the most sporty person, but I did a huge bike ride the year before from Bangkok to Phuket, 800 kilometers in something like 12 days or so. I loved biking. I did not much else on different sport, but you know, I'm a tall person. I think I'm a strong person and a strong man. Holy shit, when I came there, chemotherapy hit. And it hit me like, you know, a boxer like Muhammad Ali or somebody like that just would knock me out once with one big strike. I was falling on my bed and almost can't remember anything. It was absolutely horrible. I was I was so tired, I was so everything was hurting. I felt tremendously sick. I but there was nothing I could do. I was I can't tell you that, yeah. And I slept whenever I could sleep, it was actually great, yeah, because then at least a time was passing. But then I couldn't sleep because I was freezing cold or I was terribly hot or I was been feeling extremely sick and nauseatic. And that kind of go on went on and on and I couldn't kind of get grips on a normal day again. Time was passing, I didn't know if it was night or day because I got knocked out and slept and then I would wake up in the middle of the night because I felt so extremely hot. And then again I would sleep and then again I would feel like throwing up, although I haven't eaten anything for days. yeah, I had to force myself to at least drink something just to have enough fluids in my body but even that was kind of I was so afraid of throwing up again and again which I did a couple of times it was it was a very very bad time I couldn't eat anything I couldn't drink anything it was just 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 awful and with that came also a big loneliness my partner at the time had her own daughter and had her own job and her own work so she didn't have that much time to spend with me and my daughter tried to come as often as possible. But also for health reasons I couldn't have a lot of visitors because I shouldn't get any kind of viruses or germs during that time. So. I had to really restrict the access and the few people I really cared for you know they had their life of their own and that was sometimes really really difficult for me to get and also to accept. It wasn't a fun time. So I spent actually I don't know probably 10 days or so in hospital until I felt a bit better and then I started working at least for a couple of hours again and to go a bit to the office for a few hours a day and they were lovely, my team there they made sure that I had my own clean toilet so that again I wouldn't get any bacteria or germs or so from anybody else also they made sure that they were healthy and they wouldn't come to the office if they had the slightest cold or so They cooked fantastic meals, I can tell you, fantastic um, curries and salads and so on. Well, I still didn't have much hunger, but um, I ate a bit and it was good to have some kind of normality there, even though I was still very, very tired and the, I don't know, one one kilometer or so between my home and my office at that time was actually like going almost to the Mount Everest. It took me a long time to walk there I, even if I could would take the tram for one or two stops because I was just yeah very very weak so I tried to get back to normality and one other episode during that time when I was recovering from chemotherapy I was planning actually to go to the operable um, with friends from Germany and we were really looking forward to that and I organized tickets and so on for it. And as you can imagine, when I had chemotherapy and it was in between chemotherapy, first of all, I shouldn't go actually where there were too many people. And secondly, I was really, really weak. And um, so I told them, saying, I'm terribly sorry, but I, first of all, I can't go to the ball. Secondly, I cannot get the tickets, because that would mean to stand in line somewhere and go to a public place, and that was simply not an option. Well, that friend didn't take that very well, and I think there a long friendship ended. It was difficult for him to understand that chemotherapy means traumatic restrictions in your life and simply also different priorities in your life. But that happened during that time and my whole cancer journey actually made me think significantly sharper and be probably less tolerant and also less compromising. But on the other hand, that also means that I developed friendships which have been significantly stronger, which have tightened through really difficult times. And like I said, people in my office, the team I was working with were absolutely great. My kind of patchwork family was lovely and they're trying to do everything possible. And looking at it from... Uh, perspective five years later also what I told about my partner you know I think we completely (laughs) underestimate what it means for a partner of a cancer victim when you are in your best years and one of you is hit by cancer and you see a person you really love broken down and kind of like a vegetable on the bat and really in a bad shape, and extremely weak. That must be extremely hard, and for people out there who are currently battling with cancer, I know you have different things on your mind, and you should, but if you have a glimpse of a second, also think about it that for the people around you, it is a very difficult time, and I can encourage everyone actually to seek professional help and seek people who who are good to talk to and that means also for friends and family and the partners of a cancer victim take the opportunities out there which are offered by organizations like Movember, like Strong and others um, speak to them and Speak about your fears and speak about how you feel that your partner who was just a couple of weeks ago a strong person in the middle of his career and his life is suddenly lying in front of you like a weak vegetable. That is difficult to do. Well, the second chemo was on the horizon after four weeks, but that's for another day to be told. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Bernard Keres and that's my November story, my personal cancer story, cancer journey from 2013. If you like that, please share it with especially young people, especially young men. They need to learn about testicular cancer. It's nothing to be worried about, but it's something, the more you know about it, the easier it'll be, should be. It ever happened to you, to your partner, or to any of your friends. Thanks so much, and all the best. Till soon.